the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Welcome to Nerdables to episode 137. This week we are discussing DC's Rebirth, now that it's out. Uh, Captain America's a Nazi? And Xbox 1.2.2.2? Yeah, it's something or other. So, DC's Rebirth. Chris, you and Sebastian covered it on our... uh, uh, Was it uh, commentary? Or no, what? Comic... Terry. Nope. What is it? Comic Terry's? Take nope. three. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you call the show? Well, I, if you don't know it, then... It, it, it's it, it's Comic Terry. Nope. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. What is it? Well, how do you how do you pr- pronounce it, then? Why would I... You, you don't know. And yes, we did cover it, so next topic. <laughs> well, you guys went into... What was we, going on? We can on. set this one out. We've said all that we needed to say. No, gonna, no, 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 just, no. Because I'm going to close my eyes. Because there may be people <laughs> that haven't listened to it's Sebastian's commentary. Shh, nope. What is it then? Figure it out. Oh, you're going to make me look it you're up. You're the one you that got, posted you it, got, you, you idiot. Got, you got the internet. I got the internet's right here. So it's the Christmas take, Sebastian show. Duh. So take three. <laughs> we're not going to take three. We're just going to keep three. going. And I'll look no, it up. Okay. Let's let going. the people know that Rich cares so little oh. about any show that he's not on. <laughs> he can't God, figure out wow. what the name is. No, that's not true. If I could spend like an hour and a half editing our podcast, I think I think we commentating. I think there we can we do go. take three. No, it's commentating because it, it, it's comic and commentary put together. So no, commentating, commentating put, put, put together. together. Um, so you guys talked about the the backbone of it. You didn't go into any spoilers, which was really good, and I, I really appreciate that. As somebody that had to listen to the show to put it up on the air that hadn't read the episode yet, or hadn't read the book yet. Uh, so I really appreciated the fact that you guys didn't give any big spoilers away. So I, I, I wanted to get that out of the way, first of all, after I get the name right of the show. <laughs> appreciate um, the fact that Shauna is tying my headphone oh. cord into... Um, but now that the book is out, what did you guys think of it? Did it live up to its expectations? Or you put out a book this week? Yeah. I know, right? It, it's that's it, the one with Captain America. You know, right? it kind of got blindsided by Captain America, but we're um, in the money. <laughs> what well, I mean, how how did it's you guys really, think? Or what did you guys thing. think? What of uh, Rebirth? We had it on the show. Okay, for Nerdables. It's more well, important to know what you thought. For me, for me. What did you what, guys... No, what did you think of it? We've already said, we've already said what we thought of it. Uh, I thought it was good. The, the Wally West stuff, I caught on immediately. By the way, there are spoilers. There are spoilers, yes. This is the spoiler version. If you, haven't re- yeah, if you haven't read it, you need to go back and read it before you listen to this. Um, as soon as they did the, the yellow with red, I knew it was Wally West. Yeah, I don't think Wally West was a big secret. I've known. I actually knew it was Wally West a long time ago. See, I didn't going yeah. into it. I didn't, and as soon as they started, it's it, like by I think I even sent you, Chris, the the uh, the second page, I, I, I like a screenshot of the second page. That yeah, that was not the secret they were trying to protect. Right, there was a number of people I knew through different channels that are a step or two steps removed from DC that already knew it. That wasn't a big secret within DC. The rest of it was the pages towards the end. Were right. the ones that almost nobody got to see. Yeah. So the Wally West stuff, I, I was 
glad that they had there because I I, I like the all you know the original Wally, uh, the OG Wally West. If you want to get straight, yeah, you know who else loves Wally West? Wally West? No, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Every, everyone. <laughs> well, I know that that's been a discussion on the show before. I mean, Sebastian, you brought it up about the change to Wally West with the new Fifty Two, right? And how you would have loved to kept the legacy of the original, which was a the biggest plot point of the entire first issue of of uh, Rebirth. Right. Well, not necessarily just in legacy, but just the idea of what was missing. Not just in legacy, but it was legacy and love and... Well, the love and all that got added to it with this, but the legacy was the one thing that everybody kept talking about with, like, with New 52 that was missing. That it would, Putting it within that 10-year period and even five years for some of it, that you were missing the legacy of what DC had built. Well, again, that was, that was a forced piece, was to remove any of the former sidekick characters mm-hmm. and any of their capacities and that's why when you started new 52 there was no wally there was no connor mm-hmm. um connor kent was not connor kent he was a clone from another planet right who had really no connection to, to cal at all so all of those pieces were removed and the feeling from the start was that none of that was done by any sort of uh well, we, creative decision we talked about it before you have that one issue of Batman, like I think it was even in Batman one or two of the New Fifty Two, where you have Batman standing room with all the former Robins, and you're going, "How the hell did he have this many Robins within that ten five that, that five year period?" Yeah, because he's a child in danger. <laughs> but now with That's with what Stan with, Lee says <laughs> with with I this, didn't create Bucky. <laughs> um, but. The whole thing with with with, with Wally well, saying again, that, that there were so again, many of a, us missing. There's a corporate decision from that because Batman was their most popular character and will remain their most popular character for many, 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 oh, many. Oh, probably for the eternity. For yeah. eternity. Um, they didn't want to screw with that too much. Yeah. They screwed with one, and they took Tim Drake kind of out of his history. Mm-hmm. But other than that, and they didn't really mention it all that much. It wasn't something that became a huge plot point over and over again. Um it only became plot point in like Titans, where yeah. it was like, "Oh, we're, you were a Robin, right?" And then, depending on the writer, you'd get, "Yeah, yeah. I was," or yeah, oh, "I've was, never been a Robin." Right. I was a red Robin that wasn't well, an official red Robin that wasn't Robin. But again, that's, that's where Teen but Titans. But that's got where so a lot of that type of thing, when it's the direction doesn't come from a creative place, those type of inconsistencies arise. Right. Because you don't have somebody who cares enough about the writing that they're doing on their own to figure out what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. in terms of what we consider continuity and canon. Right. So, again, <laughs> legacy is the removal of legacy, the removal of the relationships, the removal of Superman's history and legacy. The idea, we're going to make him hip and edgy, we're going to put him in jeans, and he's going to fight the man. He's right. going to be super Bernie Sanders, and he's going to just... Punch people that have money, and <laughs> he was Bernie Sanders before anyone knew who Bernie Sanders was. But all was. of that was something that never, to me, felt like creative decisions from an editorial or a a writer standpoint of saying, "This is what we want to do." It was, "This is what we have to do." We yes. have to make them edgy. We have to make them young. It's like Poochie. 
Yeah, but it's all about well, it, it was... increases coolness factor by thirty percent, and then you just draw the giant. Sunglasses. I have to go back to my planet now. It always uh, felt to, to me like now. it was always felt to me like a forced push to try to make them feel more like Marvel characters. It wasn't even Marvel characters. It was all about the nineties. It was yes. all about to make them the. There's a reason why Fabian Nicia and Scott Lobdell and Rob Liefeld all were given jobs at DC during the New Fifty Two, because they were big parts of the Marvel nineties Renaissance. Right. Super push of of comics that were selling hundreds of thousands of copies. Everybody has a flaw, um, and everybody you know is a. F- it wasn't even that. It was just that's those people are there because that's the people that worked on you know, Jim Lee being co creative editor type. There, that wasn't a mistake. That was let's take a lot of people who worked in the nineties who were a part of the Marvel Revolution that then became Image. Um, and get them into places where they can try and recapture mm-hmm. that magic that they're never going to recapture again. Um, those are the type of people that they hired, and so every character had to become that buzzword again, relatable. Right. So Superman has to be younger. Ollie has to be younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just took everything that Ollie Queen was and threw it out the door. And it was like, okay, they had Ollie they tried is... to almost make them like a a slash between Gen X and. The new millennials. Young people don't like married people or even know yeah. any. Right? No, no, love sucks, so we're going to throw all that out. In the terms of Ollie, they're like, well, we're going to throw out all of his social activism and make him the head of a company. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know what happened after that because I didn't read anything until Lemire got a hold of him, which was all this stuff, this this 13 issues that came before, I'm going to throw all that away. That's all gone. So now Ollie has no money. And he's running around the world being chased by other people of this, these clans of, of, of you know, old times and stuff like that. So even some of the characters that they tried to change, nobody responded to them that right. way. Right. You know, changing Barbara Gordon and then going even further, they changed Barbara Gordon. Well, let's put her back in college, even though she's supposed to be like 30. Right. <laughs> and she has to yell every single time she fights someone, I'm not as young as I look. She, she, see that, that's the, she is 30, but she's still in college, and it's... And, you know, she's it's, one of those really, kids that didn't it, want to ever graduate. It's this uh, what, Van Wilder? Yeah, it's exactly. I was going to say it just seemed very bizarre from a story standpoint where it's like, we know it was, how old she is. Again, it was, it was instead of creating a new character that you tried to grow Stephanie into a character, Brown. Stephanie Brown. Exactly, that's who it should have been. Or even... Um, uh, um, Harper Rowe. So oh, the way yes. that they Harper, develop, Harper the way was... that they developed Harper in that book. Harper could have gotten a Bluebird book. Yes. But the titles, you know, the, the, the look at the titles that kept failing. It was all the new stuff. But see, you could have put Harper in a a new Birds of Paradise, a Birds of Prey type yeah, book. Birds of Paradise. Birds of Paradise. So is no, land, see, right? that's the thing. Is but Birds, Birds of, of Prey, Prey. But Birds of Prey had already failed. Yes. So they weren't going to do that again. It, it's, but Harper again, was such a, a lot great of, character. But that's what I'm talking about. The type of things that they were trying to do was take name characters. And revert them into something that people would enjoy. Well, this this so brings that up a whole got new to question. The point where creatively, someone like Jeff Johns goes in and says, "There's something wrong here. We've got a chance to kind of try and recapture what we mm-hmm. lost and move the story forward." The important part is, it's not a reboot. It's not Marvel now. Right. It's not. Or I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's not you know Crisis on Infinite Earths. It's not Final Crisis. There isn't a wiping away of everything that's already happened. The stories that you read in New 52 matter because they still exist. There's a switch in going forward as to what the New 52 means. Do you think, and before I get on to the question I originally had, do you think that a character like Harper will continue on 
in re in in the rebirth of DC. It depends on because she she was such an interesting character. It depends on who's going to get to use them. I mean, it's it you already have a, a bat team and detective uh-huh. that she's not a part of, right? But um, spoiler is Stephanie Brown is so. Who don't, someone will pick her up at some point. I mean, there's, uh, she'd be there's, a she's great a titan that's in a or, of you know, or something places. like that. You can see her show up, just like they did with Stephanie, where they waited four years for her to show up. Right. And then didn't do any of the cool things that they okay. did with her originally. So this goes out to the whole panel. Do you guys feel that Rebirth lived up to its expectation, or your expectation of what you wanted for it? Well, I haven't read it yet, so... Um... Well, you're making this very difficult, Ethan. So, uh, this is why we're not talking about the end. I, I, I still, even in here with the spoilers, yeah. I don't want to talk about I, the last I, I five I don't pages. want to talk about the, the end, yes. But Shauna. Like, I I like that a lot, but I am very cautiously optimistic because I don't want to, like, I don't I don't want to feel the disappointment of the new 52 all over again. Sure. If, if, it, if, it, if it ends up bombing. Um, I, I should have. I, I apologize, Ethan. I should have let you read it last night. Oh, man. We were too busy watching Zoolander too. <laughs> but like to me, like it kind of feels like you know, like 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 you know when you're you know when you're at a party and like drunk people are turning up the house. It feels like like Jeff Johns is like gathering, like is like wrangling all the drunk people and like put like bringing order back to the like to the. Gathering. So he's the house mom of the of the <laughs> yes. drunk party. He's hailing like, cabs. <laughs> he's hailing, <laughs> yeah. like, all right, no, He's no. the cops. He, he's the one bringing all the Ubers like, in and like, yeah, making sure everybody keys. gets. Like, it's like, give, give me your, your keys. keys. Like, it's like give. It's like give me your keys. Like he's holding people's hair back while they're puking. Like it, this is this is it. Kind of what it's kind of what it feels like. I I, <laughs> I you know what honestly that's probably a really good analogy of it. It's probably one of the best analogies I've heard of this. But but here's the thing: nobody's sober yet, so that um so I'm ho- so that's why I'm cautiously optimistic. They're yeah, so that, no, he also seems like a nice enough person that he, that that's who he would be in real life. Also, right? <laughs> Hold your hair back while you puke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sebastian, what do you did it live up to your expectations? Uh, it did, but I didn't have I I had, that's sort of twofold. Like rebirth was one of those things. Like, okay, this is going to be weird and interesting, but I've been waiting for them to fix the new Fifty Two for mm-hmm. a really long time, and didn't really know what to expect, but from the standpoint of, like, I like Jeff as a writer, and I like the decisions he makes right. on average. And even when he does things that are a little weird, they're still well-written enough that I accept, like, it's like, oh, okay, that was strange, but he has internal consistency and a logic to his decisions. He is very careful to to hide things in the background for future story arcs if he ever decides to return to them. It's very calculating. Right. And above all else, that was what... I was more excited to read... Jeff doing another DC book, very much like with uh, Justice League and all that stuff. And if it ended up changing the status quo of the DC universe, that would make me happy. Having a personal connection to Jeff, does this feel more like what Jeff is capable of doing or without having any restrictions by the higher-ups? Or does it feel like something that was still kind of... um, Not necessarily... necessarily... Any restrictions. I'm sure if he's like... I'm gonna shoot Batman in the forehead and he right. dies. No, I'm no, pretty but, sure but, he's gonna get a phone call. Like, hey, um, no. He's, he's but not, it doesn't. He's not feel... Zack Snyder. Right, right, right. He's, <laughs> not the, he's not the trusted confidant of the DC universe. But it doesn't feel like. But it doesn't feel like the the upper management powers of be you know are puppet mastering him into a certain type of thing. Where the New Fifty Two felt like more like that. Uh, if that's true, it's well hidden. Right. If I don't believe I don't believe that's true, or I believe that there was at least uh, there was at least decisions made amongst a group, like what do we want to do and what do we want to get out of this. But that's why I say if that's true, 
that he still wrote a really good story. Yeah. And I was satisfied with the outcome of the issue. Uh, and if that's not true, that the book felt like a great Jeff Johns book regardless. But see, even even reading this and, and reading other Jeff Johns stuff where there is more of a hierarchy, you know, overseeing it, this felt more like Jeff getting to tell the story he wanted to tell and even throwing a couple shots into of the uh, towards the man, if you will, you know, because sometimes I felt like Wally when Wally West was talking, it was how either the creators felt or how Jeff felt in in particular about what was going on during the whole New Fifty Two. I, I I can't I can't say whether or not that's true, but I will say that's that's certainly a valid interpretation Mm -hmm. in that like, yeah, you could read into it that way if you wanted to really, I don't, I don't, I don't think Jeff is the kind of person to, to bite the hands that feed him. So obviously, right. But again, I was just satisfied with the book, but it's also, it's like, it's, it's Jeff. He, he so rarely ever puts out something that doesn't feel like he's given it his all. Sure. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are many people who could interpret it that way. I see it as, it's like things need to change and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make this book the vehicle to do that. And, you know, he did things like uh, like, you know, he brought classic Wally West back, but he also didn't erase the new Wally West. Right. And he sort of injected a new bit of canon, which was kind of I, I liked how they they how weird. they did inject. That, that, it was yeah, weird at that, first. That but he's got two like like no, they're both cousins, and they're both just happened to be named after their grandfather, Wallace. which makes sense. I mean, sure. it happens in real sure. life. Sure, but but that's the thing about like whether or not whether or not somebody likes a decision Jeff makes. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a consistency and a logic to the decisions he makes. And there's an internal story consistency to it. Right. He's not just throwing something out there. It's like, and a wizard did it. Yeah. No, he's actually like, it's like, I'm going to give you an explanation as to why there are two Wallies now. And it's not going to be, uh, because a wizard did it. It's like, okay. The wizard was my idea. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. He didn't take it. Well, actually he did write the new Shazam. So, he did, in that he case, did. a wizard did do it. Shazam! In that one instance, yeah. a wizard <laughs> did that do one it. Instance. Now, there was one point when I... Wither did it. There was one point when I was reading it as you got towards the end that I actually started to think that the it, it was kind of a uh, a Tiny Toons type thing where um, it, it broke the fourth or eighth wall where the creator, they were aware, Wally was aware of the creator's you know, like DC themselves creators, you know, that were pinning everything and creating the new 52 and they were the actual ones causing the problem. I won't go into Morrison's animal man. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's it, still, that's still fourth wall breaking. Right. Right. Yeah. But it, you know, it's, it's, it's knowing your own creator at that point. Yeah, Deadpool and She-Hulk know their own creator. That's true. That's true. Chris, um, did you, did it live up to your expectations? I know you read it three times. That should be your answer right there. <laughs> I know, right? It really is. But I want to get your words. You know, what what did you? That, that was it. How did you feel with it? No, I like that. It was very good. It was a well. It was well written. It has a good surprise in it. Um, was the surprise it's got a lot of emotion in it? So for the somebody twist, that the twist was was the twist was was since I hadn't had it spoiled, it, it was it was shocking. If you've managed to uh, avoid it, I would say. It's it's definitely worth it. Was it shocking? Was it was it a forced shock or was it a, no, a it genuine was, it's shock? A genuine shock. Yeah, it's 
No, nope, didn't see that gun coming at all. I, I would have never imagined the that last panel when when I flipped the page. I, I think I probably had the same expression as most people. As I like, what? Oh my god! No, no! Well, you're you're kidding me. So. I remember like text like. I remember, like you were texting, we were texting back and forth. I was at, I was, I was at work, and then he was like, "Oh, by the way, some of it got leaked," and he actually like we were talking about it. I damn near shat myself when I saw, yeah, when I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I saw, you know, the saw that you know the twist, and I was just like, "What the well, fuck?" You know, and, and I had managed to avoid. I, I had really, I had managed to avoid it, and I even went into the store on Wednesday night to make sure I picked up my copy, so that way I could could read it. And Chris was like, "As soon as you finish it, give me a call or let me know." And as soon as I finished it, I texted him. I was like, "Oh my god, are you kidding me? You know, this is this is the sh- I I would have never expected it." And I don't want to go into it, especially for you know, because you know, there's still people like Ethan who haven't read it. But it was Bruce a Wayne is Batman. <laughs> Bruce Batman. Wayne is Batman. Oh my god! Damn it, Damn it, you just blew his mind. Bruce Wayne is a Nazi. God, <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, I didn't know. But but you know, and Chris, you just said you know Bruce Wayne is a Nazi, which. Goes right into the next thing I wanted to talk well, about. Well, that's the thing. Is this Segway. Came out. And I think part of it is also people who were genuinely shocked about Rebirth didn't want to ruin it. Right. So it was hard to talk about online versus the, I didn't read it. I saw it somewhere else and I'm going to rage about it even though I haven't read a Civil, or I haven't read a Captain America comic well, in main 10 years. Well, picked it up. But that's the thing. Everyone picked it up because the outrage on on everything it was uh, the trending topic and that's the end of captain america number one where it's revealed that steve rogers is an agent of hydra and has been for the entire time but somehow it went from steve rogers being an agent of hydra to steve rogers being a nazi which because led to hydra has their movie roots right, in right nazi germany but it also led to book burning which is something the nazis used well, this to do is, that is sebastian's facebook post which is Probably one of the best things I ever read of how iconic it is that people are burning I, books. I appreciate because, that. Yes. Wait. Yes. No. So, oh, you, you didn't know, see the that? Thing is, bleeding. I, I don't there, know. I don't on, know if I'll you if, if you put it up before or Bleeding Cool put it up after, but they made the same reference to. Yeah, it's because Bleeding Cool steals then, everything. Then, from they, of then they stole it from me. Yeah. <laughs> Calling you out, Rich Johnson. <laughs> they actually burned. They burn, burn they burn copies of, of Captain it. America number one, and which is also Holy why shit. I said I probably got to go pick one up because if they get lucky and burn enough, it'll actually be valuable. It'll actually be a valuable <laughs> well, book. I, I, I and that's it, it, just to, to kind of jump forward. The irony of this is ninety nine percent. I'd say go so far as to say ninety nine point nine percent of the people commenting on it are people who have not read it, sure, and have not read Cap. In years. Look, sure. they, they spent their two hours in the movie theater watching Captain yeah. America. Their opinion okay, so, is just as bad. Wait, wait, my, hold, on, hold on. My quote for this is Sebastian Friday afternoon. They, they quote, there's a spooky irony in accusing Captain America of being a Nazi after one issue and then proceeding to burn copies of the book, end quote. Yeah. Which is probably my favorite thing I read at all. Um, you didn't wait. like Liv Moss after your crazy... Oh, that was so good, too. <laughs> there, there is one more thing be, uh, of Rebirth be, that we should mention before we move on to Cap. Is that Captain, or that uh, Rebirth has already been getting its second uh, printing. Well, it's, it's, it's it had, a, it had a, a second, second printing before... The second printing yeah. will be out June 8th. And it will be five ninety nine. But yeah. here's why, and it makes me sad that it's not the first part. It's actually a prestige format version of the book. Correct. Yeah, it's got a different spine on it. It's a, yeah, um, It's actually like it's a not, hardbound. Getting getting a second printing 
is not new. Well, no, they planned the second printing before the first printing came out. Right. Um, but the five ninety nine price tag is the five ninety nine price tag is different because of the prestige format. Right. It's it's interesting because it, it gives people who like the book a lot of chance. I'm hoping, and I haven't seen any word one way or the other whether it has new art for the cover. That's the hope. Is there something different on the sure. cover or something in the end? You know, like, uh, no, just as long as the cover is different, I think it'll change. But yeah, I but mean, you, it's, you it's, don't want you don't want. We're talking about rebirth. Like... Here's, here's the thing: we're talking about rebirth versus cap in terms of that type of trending. Uh-huh. In terms of what the social media was, the numbers are completely opposite. What happened with cap did not help that book sell. Right. Wednesday and Thursday, people weren't rushing once they knew and like, oh, I know the ending. I've got to get this issue. People were coming in for rebirth by Wednesday night, Thursday, even Friday, and I'm sure today because they heard. I've heard there's something really cool in this. I don't even know what it is yet. Right. Plus, I've heard the issue is really good. So the difference, yes, it, uh, Cap's revelation was the social media domination. Mm-hmm. But the sales of that book, as far as I know from the few shops, including ours, that I've been able to talk to, it, it did not help the sales in any way, shape, or form where the positive buzz for Rebirth from fans, creators, and media helped that book continue to consistently sell well, day after day after day. With Cap, I, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, I started getting bombarded with you know Facebook, Messenger, stuff all well, also, about it's, it. It's also to point out, right before or right as it, there was this outcry that Cap, in the movie-verse should be Bucky's boyfriend. Yes. And so it started this big trend. There was a hashtag. Of, you know, like, give yeah. Cap a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, there was like, yeah. So in the morning of what? Wednesday, what? as people started trying not to give away the book, right. but also saying, why can't Cap be Cap? And this ruins everything. Everyone started, the people that were saying that were being accused of being homophobic. Yes. And they said, no, no, it has nothing to, I don't even know about give Cap, you know, Cap and Bucky give need Cap to touch dicks. Give Cap a boyfriend. Yeah, that's yeah, what they wanted. The, the, that and Cap, Bucky, touch dicks. Yeah. Hashtags there. Through the day, we found out that the greater controversy was that not only is he gay, but he's a Nazi. Right. Which, I don't know if anybody knows this, the Nazis killed homosexuals. Yes. So he's got to choose. He either has to choose Bucky or his fascism. It's one or the other. Well, see, we keep talking about Nazis. The important thing to point out. He's going to be a pioneer for it's, both. Is that, it's 2016. It's a very yeah. progressive right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay now if you want to. It's, it's please. the third and a half Reich. We need all the people we can get. So please, if you wish to you know, make love with one of yours, gender, we don't care. Please just make sure he's not black. That's all. Did you not see? Not black, not Jewish. But of course, let's before we keep going. Okay. Point out the fact that Hydra in the comic does not have as strong ties to the uh, Nazis. Hitler or not, yes. Uh, yeah. To to the the rise of Hydra isn't as connected to the German Reich. So being an agent of Hydra in the book is not necessarily, and even in the movie, really, because by the time the Red Skull takes it over, he has, he doesn't care about the, what the Nazis. Yeah, are he doing. even plans to destroy just, the Nazis. Yeah, too. he just wants to take over the whole world. But, the, but, but it's about arrogance in the terms of the Red Skull going, "I'm better than everybody else." The the book the the comics version of Hydra is the same thing. Hydra is Cobra except, from GI Joe, except it for is the a, fact that hold on, hold on okay. let me finish. Its goal is to world take over the world, right? Except for in the book, in 1926, uh, Steve's mom meets a Hydra sympathizer who goes to this rally that 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 is for Hydra. It's for Hydra in the United States. Yeah. 
So just she, wait, just she wait gets till her... they find out that Cap was actually a Nazi in an issue written by Jack Kirby uh, in the forties. <laughs> which, yeah, that's, that's which by the, the way, by the way, Cap before. was created by two Jews. That's the, the, to sit there and say that, that's probably one of the biggest. Again, you have a bunch of people who don't read the book, who don't know the story, who mm-hmm. don't know the origins of Hydra within the comic, uh-huh. coming out and screaming about, oh, he's a Nazi. He's not a Nazi. No, he's he's a an Hydra. agent of Hydra. Yes, it's more it, the the. And again, I didn't sit down and read the book. Right. I was skimming through it to kind of get the idea of. What's I read there. the book. Um, I thought it was all right. I, I wasn't. People said it's, it's written. Well, I haven't chance to read. But here's, I here's wasn't the going to pick up the book until people started flashing it up on my Facebook page the, the, and my me- messenger, and then I decided to pick it up. Yeah, and Marvel, I was glad and, I you know did. What? Marvel thanks you. No, but I was glad I did. At because the end of the a, day, that's the reason why. Oh, exactly. And everybody's saying, "Oh, it's just a tired thing." Here's the problem. You can't make a number one book. Sure. And just have it be, here's Steve, and he's fighting Hydra again. Look, there's only... Here you go, here you go guys. Here's Steve. We're, it's written by a creator who's well-known enough, mm-hmm. but it's not a name. You're not bringing in somebody from, you know, it's not, oh, Kevin Smith's going to write Captain America. It's an artist who is, is a good artist, but isn't a name. It's not like Jim Lee comes back to Marvel to draw, to draw Captain America. That right. book could be just him versus Hydra. If you took Nick Spencer and um, uh, Jesus Saiz and put him on a book, there has to be something else to get people into that book. We go back all the way to Ed Brubaker and Steve Efting. And Ed Brubaker had enough of a name at the time that it was interesting. But even then, Ed Brubaker wasn't Ed Brubaker. Right. It was just a number one. And the number one, everyone forgets, has nothing to do with the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the fact that the Red Skull gets shot in the head and dies. Yes. That was the, the, the Captain America number one that Ed Brubaker and Steve Efting did. 10 years ago, had nothing to do with what we remember Ed Brubaker's run for, which is Winter Soldier. That was the surprise. But even they had to put a hook in their book at the beginning Mm -hmm. in order to get people to find out what happens next. Tom Brevert, Brevert, who's an assistant editor, editor-in-chief or whatever at at Marvel, in his interview with a business magazine, said, this is what we do to get people to pick up number two. Right. You can't just put Cap out there and go... He punched some more bad guys, and guess what? He looks young again, and Sharon Carter's old, and now their romance is oh, even creepier. That's really weird. Uh, Sharon Carter being old was be, just really weird. That can't be it. In today's market, that can't be Look, it. And, because all you're going to get is the same people that stopped reading Captain uh-huh. America like two years ago, three years ago, when, when um, Falcon took over. Right. Your favorite story of all time. Um <laughs> So it, it's if you're going to get people to get interested in that book, because as much as you want to sell number one, Marvel's idea now is we got to sell number two. Yes. We got to sell number three. Look here, I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison, but it does fit very well. Hulk Hogan in the '80s and '90s was very white, and, and I mean that as black and white being good and evil. Hulk Hogan was always the... Yeah, I know you didn't like any of the black No, wrestlers. I mean, but I mean this as... as I the, thought he was hot dog color. He, he was always the... Pe- <laughs> he, no, he was, he was an orange. He, he was always the, the good guy. You picked him off of a Florida Grove. He was, he was always the good guy. When, he, when they made him the bad guy, all of a sudden it helped the competing company rise up because, oh my God, it's something different. You took the the goodest of the good guys and you made him a bad guy? Wait, 
How is it, how is this possible? I've got to find out it's what's going to happen next. Trope. It's an it's old trope. It's a very story. old trope. You can only tell so many Captain America see, stories without doing it. A lot of the stuff it. that you see in wrestling is the same thing like comic books. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an exaggerated soap opera, and not in the sense of the the romantic soap opera daily TV sure. shows and telenovelas. But the idea of this hyper sense of reality where amazing things happen every day, mm-hmm. and you just take it for granted. It, the Marvel Universe. If you live in New York City in the Marvel Universe, you're an idiot. Right. It's, but the, the hyper reality of it is that yes, it's going to get it's going to get invaded. The Red Skull is going to try and blow it up, and then the Serpent Society is going to kill everybody in the tunnels, and then Apocalypse is going to come and wipe. But it off damage the face control of the earth. is going to fix everything. Yeah, and that's why they had to come up with that. Um, so it's it's again, it's just a hyper real story, and we'll see where it goes from here. There's so many different outs. I've asked this, and Sebastian, you haven't actually been a part of this conversation. I've asked this. Do you think because of this controversy with it, they are going to escalate this this storyline and get it over with faster? No. Accelerate, not escalate. Or accelerate, yes. No. No. Because it's already got a lot of interest, and whether or not people will admit it, they're going to pick up that book to check it out. Here's, here's Do the you thing. think the, that this on, on. will make it last longer? No. 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 The, the outrage for it, Marvel understands the outrage for it is not from people who read the book. Right. Right. It's a small enough number. Yes. What, and honestly, Marvel as the number one publishing company Mm -hmm. and the way that they treat their fans, their creators to a certain degree, the companies that, you know, the, the, the stores that sell their book, Marvel doesn't give a fuck. True. Because just like in the cinematic universe, Marvel knows we're going to put out all these books and you're still going to go buy them. Well, however he, many hold on, however many people are left buying them, they stay consistent enough. Marvel's not seeing a free fall in sales like DC did two years into New Fifty Two, right? Where all of a sudden they see the numbers start getting back to pre New Fifty Two numbers. Marvel hasn't had that. Marvel's figured out this idea: if we come out with a number one every two years, we're able to reinvigorate some of the stories and characters that we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're able to do these minor characters as miniseries. We do Black Widow because people want a Black Widow series. It's not going to be the greatest thing in the world. But they paid Phil Noto to do 24-odd issues. They had a nice, or whatever it is, or 18 issues. So they had a nice year-and-a-half run. That's the type of stuff that Marvel does very well. We'll get Marvel into it in a minute. Black Panther, April, is the best-selling comic book there is. Yeah, but, they, yeah, they, but it's all they have. We'll there's a lot of other we'll stuff We'll get into that in a minute. But the, thing, but the thing with this is go, go back to Ed Brubaker and, and uh, Steve Epting's story with Bucky. Uh-huh. There was two roads. This is the, I used to use this as the example, the difference between what Marvel with Joe Quesada was doing and what DC was doing at the time. Right. DC has Robin come back, Jason Todd come back in the Hush storyline. It scared the living hell out of them, so it became Clayface. Mm-hmm. It was never intended to be Jason Todd because they thought, we know the fans are going to riot. We're just going to do it as a, as a misdirect. And then the fans went crazy for it. We're like, well, we brought him back and it lost all of its power. The difference with that is almost nearly the same time. Bucky was revealed as the cleaner soldier. Ed Brubaker brings the idea to Joe Quesada and Joe Quesada says, do it. Don't do it as a fake out. Just do it. Right. And knowing, knowing, well, what if what if the fans hate it? Then we just kill them again. Right. But that story was going to matter no matter what. Well, Either Marvel- Bucky was going to become the Winter Soldier slash Bucky slash New Cap, all the things that happened to him as a character that existed in the universe, or he was going to die saving Steve Rogers' life again. There was an out, but there was that sense of going into it. We're committed to this. You had Peter Parker switch minds with Otto Octavius. Right. And it lasted for almost three years. And it was still... We've had... It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. we and, had. And, and it could have lasted we longer. Had, we have Thor being a woman now uh-huh. for two and a half years. We've had Cap being the Falcon being Cap mm-hmm. for two and a half years. 
we had these characters that we said all the at the time we said there's no way these characters will still be in the comics that there it's it's you know Steve's not going to still be old and Cavs all of this stuff we said by Age of Ultron everything will be right and they, Marvel had the stones to go no we're not if you walked into a store the day that Age of Ultron opened and says I want a Captain America book and I want a Thor book you have a Captain America in which a different character in Age uh-huh. of Ultron is in your book as Captain America and Thor's got boobs right so they're going to go forward with this whatever their plan is Unless number three, because the order for two is already in. When you see the orders for three, if the orders for three are a tenth of what they were for number one, then yes, they may change the story. Right. That's not going to happen. But well, um, we've all, we've we, we've said this a few times, you know, in here that there's all were always three characters in the Marvel universe that you said you couldn't bring back unless you told a good enough story to bring them back. Bucky, Gwen, Stacy, and. Uncle Ben. And they've already done a story with Gwen Stacy, and they've already done a story with Uncle Ben. Right. And so there's there's, there's even, no sacred cows left yeah, in that. Exactly. Universe. Well, I suppose the only Kavat for Gwen Stacy. It's not really Gwen Stacy. It's right. another but universe. The, well, it wasn't really Uncle having, Ben either. Right. right. But the, the idea that you have a regular character. And Uncle Ben sacrificed himself again in, in uh, what was it, 29 of uh, Superior Spider-Man? Uh, it was one of the... In Superior Spider-Man, towards the end, he sacrifices himself again for Peter Parker. With great power, but but you're you, but you're right with with this Captain America I just can't story. Wait to see him die again in the next movie. That's gonna be great. But it's also they get Marvel's having their cake and eating it too. You get you have two Caps, you got two Thors because there's Thor. But you Odin's have a son. Cap that's bad now, which. To me, as somebody that is loves Captain America, yeah, loves the have, whole Captain America, you have a Thor who's not a god. He's just Thor mm-hmm. Odinson running around like super badass. But with with, with an with, axe, with, an with axe. this Captain America story, you have a Captain America who is Steve Rogers, Captain America, not a clone, not Tony, somebody Tony else. Tony Stark was a drunk. He but was but a, wait, wait, let me finish. Tony Stark also went back to being a drunk. Let me finish. Back to being you a bad have guy. you have the original you have the original Captain America who was. This untarnishable character. It's kind of like the Superman character. You've now tarnished. It's more and, and, and somebody that's a, a very I read a multi- big. I read Multiversity. I, I distinctly remember reading an issue where Superman was a Nazi, right? Mm-hmm. And I also remember He's reading also Red, a Red Sun, Sun, where he was a commie. Yes. And here's the thing. But those are also we, alternate universes. Sure, but if anybody was reading Captain America, they would know how he came back, and that was through the Cosmic Cube right. restoring him. And did nobody go? Well, no, nobody did because the people complaining weren't reading. But they when read you're them. but yeah. when you're reading this issue, you go back to 1926 when he is sure okay, because somebody up, but, rewrote his history. But this is this is Sebastian's point. I know. And this is the way out because this is probably the way out from the whole time. Everyone who's complaining and. Our friend Derek McCall, who runs Fanboy Planet, uh, just wrote an article, and I shared it on my page, and we can share it through the Nerdables page, too, um, where he basically says, everyone who's complaining hasn't read the last six months. Right. Nobody read Standoff, in which the Cosmic Cube becomes a sentient being yes. called Cubic. A, That's a, how well, he gets his powers back. But what does the Cosmic Cube also control? There's a reason why the Red Skull went after it so often. Can rewrite history. Yes, it controls reality. Right, right. No, and I get that because again, there's Mark Wade's story with the Red Skull is he has the cosmic the cube, cube and he's and he to... rewrites reality into which the Nazis win World War Two. And as I was trying to say with this, is somebody that is like myself who is a major Cap fan, this storyline 
is more intriguing with Captain America being bad and going back to his when he's a twelve year old kid being you know influenced but, by the by Hydra at that point is more intriguing than putting him in with a modern day Hydra or AIM it is, or well, anywhere no, else. It, it is a modern day Hydra. The dichotomy they were even trying to create is that there's two Hydras. There's two Hydras. There's yes. a benevolent Hydra and there's the classic Hydra that's like Cobra. And right, that's which the classic Cobra oh, would be would be the Baron would be the uh, there's like the Bar- there's the Baron Zemo Hydra Baron Zemo and, the and then the Red Skulls Hydra. which there's is the Red Skulls of... Hydra the Baron Zemo Skydra the Baron von Strucker's Hydra yes. there's the Hydra remember Hydra uh, is in the middle of Secret Warriors mm-hmm. in which Hydra is a super secret organization but they're, they're that exists in the middle point, of Shield they're trying to say at this point that or at least that that uh, Zemo is trying to say that he is the classic. Uh, Hydra and that Red Skull has this mutilated progressive progressive Hydra Hydra that that is made up of of non Aryans yes exactly exactly that's the best word for it because allowed to be gay Nick Spencer is creating it has created a new Hydra with this he's created a new Red Skull and he's creating a he's creating a Hydra that sort of reflects it I in my own personal opinion in its own way the 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 mob you know everybody's got their own righteous path and we could talk social justice warriors and trump fans all night and day but the fact of the matter is is that it's it this isn't they haven't this isn't going back and saying oh we're starting a new universe and cap has always been a nazi this is and it's not even a nazi he's he's just a hydra agent let's let's also remember at one point peter parker was a clone would it would it be a great twist to find out that the Hydra that Steve believes in is actually the right way, and it would be what the world needs, and that he's well, not actually that, a Hydra agent. Considering the three panels before that, he murdered someone by throwing him off of a plane? Probably not. Well, we don't know if he's murdered him. We don't know if he's actually the, dead. The insinuation. Here's the thing. I don't know the, if we bring thing, murder into this because we, we murder, I mean, we, we watch. We, I mean, I just we can watch. We can talk murder in comics all day. But when the version of Cap on TV, especially the, or in the movies, when you're going to look at something like as much as I love Winter Soldier, he murders like 30 people on that boat. He throws them off into the ocean to be left for dead. He's throwing their shields. He's throwing his uh-huh. shields at them. I actually he's they, reflecting bullets back at them. So it's like uh, murder. He actually doesn't kill anyone outright. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He doesn't he, shoot anybody. He, he, I never said shoot, but he reflects he someone into the ocean. Captain America. Uh, uh, oh, no, the, the first, first one. Avenger. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He blows people away. In Winter Soldier, and in the first Avengers, he kills people, too, because he throws yeah. them off the helicarrier. Yes. Uh, in Winter Soldier, especially when you watch the scenes at the end, he's beating people up while, while everybody else is just shooting. He threw him. that man into the helicarrier's jet engine. Let's be clear about this. No, the first one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm t- no, the first one, they did, by the time they got to Winter Soldier... They 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 toned him down a little. Anyway, besides that point, the thing the people that are screaming about you know the, the hashtag not my cap, save cap, all that. I love cap forever, and now it's done. I'm never going to read cap again. I hate cap. Captain America is never going to be Captain America again. The, the point out again. Peter Parker was a clone. At one point, the Punisher was a Frankenstein monster. Yes. Um, at one point in Cap's sin- history, <laughs> okay. the Red Skull told him, "It's like prove your allegiance to the Reich." And, so, and Cap is zig heiling to the Red Skull yeah. in a Nazi it's outfit. Let's also remember Captain America was a werewolf. He was yeah. a werewolf at one, at one point. He wasn't, and not I'm wearing a werewolf mask. He was an L- actual werewolf. A literal he was werewolf. Cap Wolf. Yes. So at MegaCon this weekend, Stan Lee was asked by a fan what he thought about the robot Cap- Captain America Hydra agent. 
and he said that. And this is a quote. He said that. Um, Get to read in Stanley's voice. <laughs> The old cap is just the greatest thing that's ever been invented that that wasn't invented by me. Mary Marvel Excelsior. Lee told a fan that it was hella clever that... He did not say hella clever. He said hella clever idea. It was a no, hella, he didn't. It was a hella There's clever idea. no way idea. Stanley used the word No, hella. I reject you totally. I reject that article totally. I'm, Stanley's not sitting on a panel going, hella clever of those boys to take my cap and turn him into a Nazi. What is it, it was from wait, 90s wait, San Francisco? Wait, listen, it was hella Talk about trying to, make every, yeah, trying to make everybody hip in the 90s okay, again. Okay, listen, it was a hella clever idea and something that he would have never thought of coming up with. Yeah, he I was, can't imagine that Stan Lee... Stanley Libowitz would have thought the best idea was to make him a somewhat Nazi. He said that he went on to say that Captain America as a double agent will make people want to read this book and they'll probably make it into a movie. Excelsior. <laughs> Here's the, I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to say a uh, bad journalist on that guy. Cause I go like, I could see Stanley saying hell of a good idea. Yes. And, and this guy, who uh, is just transcribing? I, I won't say time. where. I, at this point, I will not say where it came from. But yes, it, journalism. It, <laughs> it's it was something that we used to think of as a as a reputable source until we Time st- Magazine until we stood in line at the Rebirth panel at WonderCon and heard the guy right yeah, behind we're not, us. We're not gonna go into that. So we're not going to go into who it was. But Chris now knows. I don't. I don't know this story. Oh, well, that's an off-air story. Yeah, it's definitely an off-air story. Okay. Um. So Stanley, you know, Stanley thinks it's a good idea, but you know, it's not something Stan- he would have come I up with. I doubt Stanley even knows what the hell's going on. I know. Um, which, Stanley probably doesn't way, know what century he's living in. By the way, and I have to say this real quick because yeah, I know you guys haven't seen X Men. Uh, what Apocalypse? Bro, Apocalypse. But. I think there is a, I think there is a, a changing of the guard in the in the uh, Stan Lee cameos, and I think it's going to be to his wife Joan because she was in a cameo with him in this. So he's I getting, like he's been in a lot of the X Men movies, has he? He's been in every one of them. Has he? The only movie Stan Lee has not been in in the since X Men, the first X Men movie, which was all the new movies starting up, you know, with superheroes. The only movie he was not in was the last Fantastic Four movie. He wasn't in Deadpool either, was he? Yeah, he wasn't Deadpool. He was in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, was he was in the strip club. He was in the strip club. <sighs> he was, yeah, he was the DJ. That's why a lot of there's people... Always, I mean, I mean, that's why a lot of people is, think is, he's the Watcher. This is going to be blasphemy. No, he's the, the one... The only reason I kind of hope Stanley dies soon is so we don't have to go through <laughs> the forced cameos. But he was... Because I don't need him on the airplane. I got two hot chicks on my arm. I'm going to go get them all year, Viagra. But like, in this... Just, it's enough. What, in in this... Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to get the bums and get them. I'm going to give them the pill. And have you seen that picture that says, do not let this man be your bartender? And it's Cosby. <laughs> there was a picture of Sleeping Beauty and Bill Cosby sticks his head in. Um, With the sleeping in the in, beauty in, in I have the to say, I have to say in this X-Men movie, he didn't speak. All it was was a picture of him and his wife looking up as the world was about to be destroyed. He had a cameo in Daredevil as well. Well, it was a picture. Sure, he doesn't speak in that role, too. He also, did, he also didn't speak in the first Daredevil movie, either. He was just crossing the street with the newspaper. Oh, well, he spoke true. in the first Daredevil movie. He just They cut all his lines where he goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> this isn't Daredevil. Who is this? What is this crap? Okay, so... In why the is, rain? Are you guys, ex- is are you guys intrigued to see where Cap is going to go? Yeah. Like the, what Tom Brubert says, what, what fans want to know now is how the hell do we get out of this? That is that's, true. That's the story. 
Now, how the hell they get out of it? That's how interesting because Kevin J. Anderson used to do that with Star Wars books. Right. How the hell are they going to get out of this? And it used to be like, I got an idea. Let's have all the Jedi hold hands and push an entire see, fleet it, of Star Destroyers out like, of the system. It's in a way, it's like it's like Luke Skywalker going over to the dark side and coming back. How do you do you that, that with Cap? How do you do that with Cap without no, it, it's, without tarnishing Cap's lineage? No, it's how do you get out of that without making it stupid? That's true. That's that's what I'm talking about. You put in Bucky, you got out of that story without making it stupid because the, the way you worked. treated it, the way that's what I'm saying. If it works or if it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, like the clone saga where it's like, uh, no, we're kidding. Sorry. Uh, ben Riley's really the clone, and the Peter Parker you've been following is Peter Parker. Uh-huh. Why? Because reasons, and that's it. You just threw that whole story away because they couldn't get themselves out of the corner of the hole that they dug themselves in. They're in a, I mean, a, what drama is, is putting yourself into a hole and figuring out how to get out of it. Yes. And that's where they're at. This, this type of, of heightened drama uh, action adventure is that that's, that's every movie that you've seen. Okay, speaking of a hole and getting out of it, do you think that... What the hell is that? That's Cap Hydra fan art already. Wow. What is it? Cap Hydra fan art, and it's amazing. And I go, if that, if that, if that is close to anything that I get, then I'm I'm more than willing to sit through it. I'd buy that action figure. Yeah, I, here's the thing. Oh, I, I re- think I've seen this. I read the book, and the book. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was a great picture. The book is good, and that's the thing is nobody has told like of all the people complaining, nobody has said whether the story is good or bad. Oh, but that brings up also the important point. The best part of all of this is the people who've gone on Twitter and told Nick Spencer that they're going to kill him. Yes. What? Wait, he's getting death threats. He's getting death thousands threats. of death threats. Oh, before shit. before the story can even be told, before the story can even develop, they've already gone on and said, "We're going to kill you." Because that's what Captain America would want, right? Yeah, exactly. Steve Rogers would want me to murder you because you dared to besmirch the memory of somebody who was created by two Jews. Like I said, as a major Cap fan and the whole Cap universe, if you will. I am very intrigued to see where they're going to go with this, even though I don't want Cap to be tarnished. To me, Cap and Superman are two characters that should never be tarnished. There's a, there's a difference between tarnishing them. Because it's like, look, if yes, 30 years from now, Cap's still the bad guy, you're tarnishing that character. Yes. Th- 30 months from now, t- Cap's not going to be the bad guy. No. I mean, ten, it's the same. 10 you, months from now, you, I you, that, In that case, you have to argue that... that Former Nick Fury, White Nick Fury, is tarnished because in Jonathan Hickman's and Brian Bendis' Secret Warriors number one, he reveals that Shield has been infiltrated by Hydra, and he's been working for them for years, right? Doing their dirty work because Hydra sets itself up to have them take out all these competing uh, 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 organizations like AIM and the Serpent Society and the stuff that existed there. Most of those missions were derivatives of a Hydra plan right. inside of of Shield. Okay, and so that's what Secret Warriors was about, was this idea of almost like cleansing S.H.I.E.L.D. from the inside mm-hmm. and taking down HYDRA. So, wrapping up this whole thing with Cap, would you want to see this play out in a visual medium, say, television or a movie? I don't think you're ever going to get to that point. I, I, do you I, think... I say it's a matter of time. I mean, it's one of the things, like, with the animated series, sure, they, there's always a chance oh, yeah, that's true. Right. To, do a, to do an episode about it, or, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you cover it really well, the way, I mean, things like Avengers Assemble and Earth's Mightiest, like, yeah, of course you could do it, I mean, right. easily, no problem. Movie, this isn't going to be... Would this be Captain America 4? <clears throat> well, no, because no, I, 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 I think... doubt that mostly because it's something that, it, it's, the only stories that really get translated are the hyper 
the, the super iconic. Right. Where the bits and pieces come from. And unless this story becomes becomes one of those things where, you you know, after the Twitter backlash, you know, decades down the road, people go, oh, that ended up being a really good story and it's one of the best. Then, sure, down the road, there'll be, they'll be that yeah, movie, remember, if If Twitter existed 15 years ago or whatever... Can you imagine what the revelation that Bucky is a brainwashed oh, yeah. Russian super soldier who's been assassinated? It people did exist, would be? and people gave Ed Brubaker a ton of shit and sent death threats to him. Yeah, so. see, I mean, it's 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 right. the same thing. It just depends on where where it Which, goes. Which, if you look at it now, people Bucky said the same is... thing too. You turn my 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 Bucky Barnes, my favorite hero, yeah. into into a a, a Naz, into a Russian Nazi. But if you look at if you assassin. look at and then just completely ignored the fact that when he was retconned in Wolverine Origins to be an assassin from the United States. Sent to sent to Germany to kill Hitler. Yep. As a, and you're supposed to infiltrate. I'm a golly gee go Bucky, and then and everybody goes away. He's like, all right, what's my orders? Where's my sniper see, rifle? That, I'm gonna go makes, murder people. That makes Bucky's golly gee more sinister. Well, that's the point. Uh, yeah, it was it was a fake out for. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's but, like, but do you think, are, it's do a, you think that Bucky's character as because of the movie the the Winter Soldier movies. Has made him more of a likable character. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. My no, it's, it's because Bucky this became is... a likable character when he took over for Cap. Right. I remember. There's See, a point. I, where I liked him when I, Steve Rogers was dead. People didn't want him to come back. Right. I didn't like him as Bucky when he became a Winter Soldier. I found that character more intriguing. Well, Bucky, you never had stories with Bucky until Winter Soldier. Right. I mean, there was nothing there. You knew Bucky as the well, four Bucky stories. Was the sidekick. He Bucky, was the Robin. They, you had Bucky as a character that existed. In the 1930s. Yes. And he, he was barely, he wasn't in a lot of Captain America stories. It was just, oh, kids are reading this. Let's put a character, let's make the kids feel like the 10 and 12 year olds that are here back in America while their brothers and their uncles mm-hmm. and their fathers are off fighting Hitler. Here's, here's, you, look, you could help too. All you have to do is find a super soldier to latch yourself onto. And then recycle your comics. And then, yeah, and then recycle <laughs> yeah. your comics. I'll tell you um, what my seventy-year-old dad said when he asked me about the news. Because like occasionally he'll be like, "Oh, I will, let, me, let me read one of your comics," you know, whatever. But he was like, "It's like, oh, Captain America. So Captain America is a Hydra agent now." It's like, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, why wasn't it Winter Soldier? Because that would make sense, Dad." Yeah. Because that would be too easy. It'd be too easy. Hydra's connections to Russia were very much a part of Secret Warriors. Okay, they so them after that, the April. Um, Comic book sales numbers have come out, and fifty two point sixty percent went to Marvel, opposed to DC's twenty seven point twenty four percent. Do you think that that's going to change with Rebirth, or do you think that that's going to to In close terms the of gap? A pure number, this yeah. Is, this is not being mean, but Marvel had. Civil War, the movie, come out, mm-hmm. and most of those sales for April were from Black Panther, which coincidentally came out the same week as Civil War, and be, not only and, uh, that, well, again, uh, this is no. The not, first one came out months the month before because uh, these are before. April Black numbers. Panther, that would be May. That would be May. Black Panther, Black came Panther out in April. was number one. Black Panther yeah. was number one, but they had the movie coming out. Mm-hmm. They got a great writer on the book that uh, there was a lot of well known outside of the comics. There's a lot of people that were not reading comics that came and bought Black Panther. Black Panther sold 200, 253. 253.258 units. At so four, the thing, if you're talking about unit number, that, if you're talking about that's yeah. true. That's there's, that's there, where it gets confusing. There's no there's no direct sales numbers for physical. That, there's that's no sound scans, right? Thing. The 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 orders thing is that people were expecting that book to be big. When you yeah. get 
past the you you look at the media after and the number of stores that sold out of it, that's a pretty good number. Right. The the numbers that confuse you is when you get a book that gets thrown into loot crate. Yes. Or something along right. those lines. Well, look or at the number two stuff. book. The number two book was Poe Dameron. Yeah. Which was another Marvel book. Yeah. No, and there's it, there's a reason why Marvel like I said, Marvel dominates the market. Right. It's it's licensed properties are doing well. All of it. It's it's universe properties are doing well. It still has it's got a buzz with with younger readers, you know, teenagers and in twenty somethings. So it's that that number is not going to change. That's just well, I think the whole. Four they of have. the top five were Marvel books. You probably have eight uh, of the I top ten Batman, are going to be Marvel and books. And three of them, three of them were Star Wars books. Yeah, you had Chewbacca. You also had C three PO, and then Poe Dameron was number well, two. C three PO was a December book, <laughs> right? Um, but but the thing, okay, so the number of units is going to change because there's a lot of units of DC Rebirth out there. But we also have to remember DC Rebirth is a two ninety nine title, it's sure. cheaper than anything Marvel puts out. But so is when you're it talking about twice numbers, or three times as more? It probably will sell. It, it'll be the number one seller easily mm-hmm. for May. And you're talking about a, a month in which we're going to see Civil War Zero, Civil War Two Zero, and Civil War Two Number One. We'll see right. what Civil War Two Number One. And does you don't think Cap week? Number One is going to do? It's not even close. Not even close. There's there's no one who's reporting that book as being an instant mega hit. Sure. Whereas there's there's retailers that are sold out of Rebirth before it hit the weekend. Ethan, what do you think? You've been quiet for an hour. He's watching stuff on his phone. <laughs> Nothing. He he thought he thought Game of Thrones was good. <laughs> yet yet another yeah. yet another surprise because you can't have an entire episode without some sort of twist in it that people have to <laughs> hold the door. Yeah, they have to hold the door. Someone, um, someone's gonna die. So I mean, but from just being somebody that that's on the fence with you know with being towards. The inside of where comic book sales are, and just being a fan, I think that Rebirth is going to escalate DC sales, especially when you get into no. this week. Well, when, d- when you a have single the... book, no, Rebirth, yes, it's the same thing. D- DC fifty two September just destroyed right the first year. When you do this whole thing, when Marvel now did this, same thing. When Marvel next now next mixed one did, same thing. <laughs> what was the that? last next round? The did? all new, all different didn't. Because Marvel, um, so Marvel, did... Marvel, hold on, Marvel as a plan staggered the releases of their books. So in October of last year, you got like one or two new books a month instead right. of six or seven. You still had new books in November. You still had new books in December. You still had major titles released in January. The Spider-Man Miles Morales book didn't even didn't even premiere uh-huh. until January. So overall, the success of that Marvel all new all different relaunch. Was just the same as the others. It's just Marvel decided to spread it out rather than make it in one month. Rebirth is going to destroy. It's going to be huge for 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 May and June. Well, it's really June, right? But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> so what is you're it? You're trying to get interested. What happens is the specific story that we find at the end of Rebirth. Where does that continue? And nobody knows yet. Okay, so because uh, Jeff is not writing any of the monthly books, right? And I want to wrap this up. What does it take for a, yeah, a publisher? Well, what does it take for a publisher? And this is for Sebastian too. I mean, Ethan, you know, you can chime in, but I, I think this is going to be more Walking Dead. No, what does it take for a publisher to to consistently be number one? I mean, it seems like it's harder now. Be Marvel. 
it's harder now to ever be number one consistently. But no, I think, Marvel's been number one for like ten years. Do you think it's because of the, the movie only franchise? Time, no, it's because their characters have always been a little more tied in to that young hip market. Sebastian, what do you think? I don't disagree with that assessment. Uh, being number one, like if we're talking cumulative, I mean, yeah. what I mean, that, and here's the thing about when you say number one, yes, in overall sales, Marvel is number one. If you're going to talk monthly, you've got books like when Walking Dead comes out, it's pretty much the number one every month consistently. Mm-hmm. In terms of trades, yeah. In terms of trades and stuff. So, yeah, in terms of trades and stuff. So And obviously, we, we saw the hiccup in September 2011 and November and December where DC beat them month to month. But right. again, like we said, within a year, All you had Marvel do Marvel now. now. And Marvel Now's numbers were significant enough that by the time that DC got to their 11, 12, 0, 13 issues, they were getting beat by Marvel every month right. in a cumulative market. Shauna, as a as a female comic book reader, what does it take for you to be interested in one of the big Manga. franchises? Manga. Well, they just have to they just have to be good. Just I mean, like, it's, I mean like it just um as as, 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 a, as a as a really vague thing. Like if it's a if it's a good story, I'm gonna read it. Do you have, do you, you buy into do you buy into the 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 assumption that it has to be a, a strong female character? No. Or did, it just has to be a good story, or it's, what do you? It just has to be a good story, actually. Like Sebastian and I were just talking about this in the car right on the way over here. Like, if it's a good, if it's a good story, if they're good characters, then I'm going to I'm going to be into it. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't care if the, I don't care if the lead's female or male or whatever. Ethan, what about you? How about zombies? They have to have zombies. They all have to no. have or Supergirl. <laughs> No, zombies are Supergirl. Supergirl, Supergirl zombies. zombies. There you go. That's Ethan's comic book. That's how you get me. <laughs> no, it's it has to be a consistently a good story. Um, you know, if you don't if you don't have the ability to hold my attention with a story, then I'm not interested. I'll give up. You know, I've given up on a couple books because of that. Like yeah, I'll get in three or four issues in, and it's just. The story is going south. I'm just like, eh, I'm done with it. Is it the story or the art, or does it have to be consistent with both? I would think both. You know, for me, the big thing that comic books were for me was the artwork. Like, uh, I'll pick up new series because I was like, oh, this art is amazing, but then the book Welcome is just shit. Welcome right. to the 90s. Yeah. Well, well for Chris and Sebastian, but we're, we're talking, talking about story you. or art, but the thing is, is it's got to be a meld of the two. A great story. Can, can be, you forgive? Can, great story can be killed by terrible art. But can you forgive? Great art can't save a, a terrible story. You've can you forgive a good story with bad art? Yes, you I, you can. I, can. I think you I can. can. That's you a, that's, can. That's a personal a lot opinion, easier than great art with a bad story. Right. Yeah. If because you have we, a, if you have a good story and you have art that isn't particularly to your liking, uh-huh. you can you usually can get past it. I can get past it. Mm-hmm. If you have something that has great art but your story is a toilet, right. I'm it's, not. It's I'm not sticking with it. Yeah. Well, I know with I know with uh, I'm, I'm Superior all, Spider-Man. Again, I'm also the person on that on end of the spectrum where it's like if something has really good art from another side, like I'll I'll buy it because I'm buying for the art, not for the story. Yeah. But again, I'm the outlier. You're not. I'm not enjoying that book in terms of a book. Right. A great story. A great showcase. story with art that could be mediocre. I'm still enjoying that book. Yes. Well, something I bought. Like, hold on. Hold on. I bought uh, GI Joe: Real American Hero uh-huh. with SL Gallant's art, admitting. That I did not like Larry Hama's story for it. All I wanted was the art, right. and that was it. And that's what. And then the book, the book got a little better. But even something like um, something like Superior Spider-Man, where the art kind of waned a couple of times, that 
it was such a good story that I could forgive those that that artist at that time and let the story tell. I don't think there's anything completed. in that that was bad. There there was a couple times where the the art kind. I of, haven't I haven't really found a story that's so compelling that when the art is completely worthless, I can suffer through it. Um, there, there's usually when you have a good story, it's enough to get a good artist. Shauna, you got something to add? I was thinking about like speaking of like good stories, bad art, and everything. I remember this one series that I was reading that like the the art was very it was very it was very unpolished. It was very like it was something that like it honestly looked like something that like maybe like some like high schooler drew. But honestly, the story like the story was just it was it was really it was just so good that the art kind of became endearing in a uh-huh. way and it just like it just became like oh like this is the story it's just, this is everything as a whole the and story. you just kind of um of a lovely lady. <laughs> no like, I it just, uh, you know you know you know what i mean like it just kind of like hey like it, it comes it comes in the whole pack it comes with the whole package and i like everything about it now. I, I know exactly what you're saying there's sometimes where you'll read a story and then the art will change midway through the book and i'm so intrigued by the story that i forgive the changeover of the art, even if it's not as... That's a different piece. There's been times where I haven't even noticed that the art has changed because the story is so good. Like, there's been times where, you know, some of the books that I've been getting would have two or three different artists on them. It's back by the light. And that will, you know, like, the the art and the story is so intriguing that it's just, uh, I didn't even notice it. And I was like, oh, somebody else did the art for these last couple pages? Oh, I didn't... Well, okay, I want to wrap things up. I was going to talk about the Xbox, and uh, there's two editions of the Xbox coming up, but I just realized halfway through this that E3 is next week. And we'll get more information because there's not a lot of information. There's apparently two new Xboxes coming out that are Xbox Ones. There's going to be a Slim Edition, and there's going to be a Optimus. Uh, I keep saying Optimus. <laughs> Optimus an Optimus Rift. Yeah, an Oculus Rift. One. So we could go back. How many years have we done this? Three years now? Four years now? Well, would it, Three would years. it be VR or is it going to be the, the Microsoft? They actually said it's going to be an Oculus. So it's going to be a VR. Right. Uh, so it is going to be. So maybe they're packaging an Oculus with it. To- but which is really mm-hmm. weird because they do have another VR, which is Microsoft 10. That's not the Oculus Rift. Well, yeah, they they displayed it. Uh, they displayed it last E3 when they were. Exactly. Well, I think much like, much like the debate we had three years ago with Microsoft One or Xbox One or whatever the fuck. Do you want your box to control everything that's in the world and we've seen how wonderfully that hasn't worked out here as we have to scream at it just to turn on the fucking tv i don't think i don't think slim ones i've never really bought into the slim design you know i know that playstation does you have you have more room you have more room but to me you know what no no, i'm saying you oh have more room that's why you don't care about slim that's true slim slim is an option if you're in a small apartment that little bit is enough to make you Mm -hmm. if you haven't bought the system already it's something to make you give you an incentive to buy it because you're 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 fighting for space. Right. The the Oculus one with the more with the bigger processors and things like that <coughs> is more intriguing, but there's still not a lot of information out there. There there's been a couple articles that have come out this week about let's, it. Let's let's not but, pretend that you're not going to buy it as soon as it comes out. But I I, I want to wait till E3 and we'll do the we'll do an E3 one. I think it's next week, isn't it? it or the week after? Just, it's it's in a week or two. Right? Yeah, it's a week or two. It's always one of my favorite shows because you get excited about everything and we all just like eh, it whatever. doesn't come out. <laughs> Well, no, you just like, but guys, the Xbox One, it's going to turn on your lights, and it's going to turn on your alarm system, and it's going to drive you to work, and uh-huh. it's going to go in. We're just like, yeah, I just want to kind of play you, a game on it. Do you remember Milo? The, the... And you, you just like, oh, my God, it's just, it's the mist. Guys, why are you not excited about this? I love the fact that Rich could not figure out three <laughs> years ago why you 
why myself and Ethan, that's what I meant by you, Ethan saying here, and, and Travis, were not excited by the idea of the Xbox One as the ultimate control everything in your household. <laughs> and you're just practically screaming, but guys, it's going to control your TV. But you I already to, got a remote. You have to also remember that I, I do a lot of audio video installation and home automation things. And that adds to that. So that, that goes into my everyday day job that I do. So, but it doesn't matter. It's still it the same doesn't thing. Matter because most people because all you have to that. do is pick up a remote and turn on the TV. Now you have to like Xbox TV on <laughs> off. Look at channel. Tw- no, nope. I can't imagine what nope. the Xbox is trying to do what right is, now. Um, <laughs> start smoking to blow up. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to wrap things up, and I'm going to say this now. I can't go into much details about this. Well, we can't. Why don't we just wait until we can? Do you want to wait? Let's wait until we can. Okay. Because we don't know anything about it either. But so. we do have something very big that's going to be happening for Nerdables later this summer. Sean is taking over the show. <laughs> and it's going to be something Shauna's amazing. Gonna, Shauna's going to be her own show. She's just kicked. Shauna has bought the show, and she's kicked all of us out. <laughs> she's like, I want this sausage party out of here. It's going to be the Shauna show. She's bought out Rich, our stock. Rich, get out of your house. <laughs> all I've got to say is... Welcome to the Shauna show. It, it is, <laughs> the last week of July is going to be amazing. <laughs> So with that, we're going to wrap things up. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show. And make sure you check out our Wednesday show. Shauna Show. Uh, <laughs> commentating. Hey, you got it right. I got it right. Commentating. This week will be issue number two, which will be the rebirth. Which will what, you what? What are you guys going to be talking about this week? On, the, on We're going to talk about Shauna Show. That's what we're going to do. That's where we're at. You've lost it. It's just it's just a Shauna show now. Apparently, no, so show yeah, I know. So what do you? So Christian or Christian? Chris, I I put them together. It's like Dragon Ball Z. We fused. It's like it's like a Hollywood Hollywood romance. We got to do the dance and then come over and put our fingers together. Ethan, it's a Hollywood romance. It's Christian instead of Chris and Sebastian. Chris and Sebastian, what are you guys going to be talking about this week on commentating? Shauna show. I haven't read any of the books yet. I can't tell you what I'm. Shauna show. What are you excited coming out this week of commentating? Do you know what books are coming out? No, I haven't looked at See? the list yet. It's going to be a surprise <laughs> for Sebastian. Books, it's going to be Shauna books. So you guys are going to be gonna playing be it by ear Tuesday written night. Written and drawn and created by Shauna. And we'll do the we'll have the we'll have the theme. Song. Although I have to say, after playing that the the uh, game we have on the Xbox that one night with Shauna, we really should do a show where we're just doing that and just telling everybody what's on what Shauna puts on the screen because she is dirtier than any one of the guys on this show. Damn right. <laughs> she is, she is the most progressive sexual person on this show. Well, let's not get into the sexual part of it. Go on. They're sexual? This is this is a young lady we're talking about here. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> the young lady. Hashtag, hashtag Shauna Show. We, we should do the Shauna Show. What would I do on Same thing that we were going to do with the Ethan and Mikey Show. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes of blank air. No, I was going to say it's going to be better than the Ethan and Mikey. Ethan and Mikey. Ethan Wow. I like, I like how Ethan and Mikey are I'm, I'm combining everybody. <laughs> Ethan and Mikey show would be nothing but silence for we, 20 minutes. We had a joke that we would just be like, Welcome, Nerdables presents the Ethan and Mikey show, and then literally 45 minutes of silence. And then thank you for listening to the Ethan and Mikey show. Tune in next week. 
like occasional throat clearing. And nope, not even that. We, it was going to be. We thought just, about that at first, but then we I thought, said, no. no, it's just forty-five minutes of pure blank air, and see how long we can keep the joke going. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll see you guys next week with E3. Well, we won't see you. Oh my God.